You are now listening to Vibe Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot topics. Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection. We are at a new month. We are coming up on Thanksgiving, and pretty soon it will be the end of the year. We have made it through a very, very turbulent year. But in all that turbulence, I do have a very special guest joining me today. I have uh, Susie Kerr Wright joining me, who is a psychic medium. She is a astrologer, Reiki master, teacher, and certified life coach. That is right. She is the jack of all, and she is joining me today to discuss the power of manifesting. Uh, Susie has also been featured in m- many publications, including Brides Magazine, Cosmo L, and on the Showtime Network. And I am delighted to have her here with me today. How you doing, Miss Susie? I am doing fantastic today. It is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. So I I know that every, you know, psychic medium kind of comes into their own spiritual awakening at different points in their life. Now, in your particular instance, you kind of got thrust into this whole abyss, if you will call it, (laughs) at a very young age. So tell me a little bit about your spiritual awakening, because not everybody has the same experiences. So what was yours like? Yeah, for sure. Everybody's spiritual awakening is totally different. (laughs) Um, But for me, you know, this was always something that was a part of my life. It it, it never wasn't is, Mm. is the best way I can describe it. I mean, I had basically two dreams when as far back as I can remember one I wanted to be a rock star and the other was to be a mystic or you know back in in the days when when I was enamored with it it was the fortune teller kind of you know vibe um, which I, I don't really care for that moniker much <laughs> these <laughs> days. but you know what I mean it's like it, those were those are my two goals mm-hmm. and and so um you know, I, I, I was always, even while I was chasing music and, you know, and doing all that, trying to become a, a big star, um, I was always reading charts. I was always studying astrology. I was always, you know, reading tarot and, um, and, and spirit, you know, as far as spirit connection, ghosts were always popping in and out of my life. I did not want to do mediumship. That was the one thing I really didn't want to do because ghosts were very unpredictable and frightening to me. But they had always been a part of my life. They popped in and out, you know, family members, strangers. I mean, I I never knew when I was going to see something that I really didn't want to see. So I kind of was really more enamored with the the astrological and and tarot side of things for for the most part. But um, many years ago, uh, mediumship just it just kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up. And this is probably about 14 years ago or so. And, um, and as I was sitting in my office one day doing a reading for someone and I looked up and there was what I called a ghost, you know, then. <laughs> and, and it turned out to be this really powerful experience. I, you know, I knew that that person was there for my client and I interacted with them, not having any clue as to what I was doing. And, um, and so after that, I realized, like, this is going to really be a part of my life. So that was when I more or less embraced that mediumship side of me. And it was really empowering because, you know, once I understood it and, and was really trained in it and practiced and, and understood how it all worked, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, oddly enough, <laughs> ghosts don't just pop in and out when they, you know, with, with uh, you know, unexpectedly. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's under my control, more or less. Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, so it kind of all came together at that point. And um, and so that's that's where I am now. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) I know every and I know for a lot of people, um, you know, the ghost aspect of things or being afraid of what you might see when you're having a spiritual awakening can be very scary for a lot of people, especially if you don't understand, especially being a young child and then coming into contact with all that. It's like, how do you even wrap your head around all that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, as, as a, it's like as a kid, like I think for a period of time, like most kids, 
you know, you think, oh, it's just another person that's there with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And then as you get older and you start hearing about ghost stories and you start hearing this, you realize like, okay, this is not really a normal thing. Maybe I shouldn't Mm -hmm. talk about it. Maybe I should, you know, maybe it's scarier than I thought it it was. But, you know, so kids are, you know, we're born into this world. Every single person is born into this world with the ability to see and feel and hear and, and connect with things that we you know, that we don't see in this 2D world that we're in, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and that's a good point that you just made that everybody has abilities, but we, as people, a lot of times shut them off. And there's so many people that are not believers in this whole thing that we shut it off because of that reason, because we don't believe. Um, what do you feel like are some signs of a spiritual awakening? So a spiritual awakening, I love this memes out there that I post frequently to remind my clients, Um, spiritual awakenings are not beautiful, you know, that you you feel like it should be this imagery of passing into like connection with the spirit realm and, and this Mm -hmm. whole, you know, skipping down a leafy lane as my tutor in England said, you know, it's like, it, it is nothing like that. A true Mm -hmm. spiritual awakening is a personal awareness of yourself as a spiritual being. It is, and which means you have to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, all Mm -hmm. of it all of it it is not a happy you know it's not it's not a happy experience for most people because you know most of us have led lives you know shutting down those pieces and parts of us that we don't like rejecting those pieces and parts and our shadow is such a vital part of who we are acknowledging it and recognizing it and um and so this is what happens when you have a, quote, spiritual awakening is you become fully aware of your own vulnerabilities, your own flaws, your own weaknesses, your own, um, you know, your own, and it creates a, a lot of challenges. Um, and, and, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing. We, you know, we, that sounds a little bit negative, but it's really not because what you're doing is you're shedding all of the earthly ego, egoistic things uh, in your life. You're getting the opportunity to shed those so that you can become more connected to spirit and more in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, it, it always kind of cracks me up when, you know, when people get you know, have this sense of um, my, you know, my, my spiritual awakening has been so beautiful. I'm like, well, hang on, honey, because you haven't got there yet. You <laughs> <Right>? know, <laughs> this is just the tip of the iceberg. Hang it's on. just the beginning. And it's a lifelong process. You know, this isn't something you just get through all the ick and then suddenly you're enlightened. I mean, you know, I guess, I guess maybe, you know, there may be people out there that are going to, you know, reach that Buddhist status and, you know, be able to sit on the mountain and, and impart, you know, worldly wisdom and, and be free of all the earthly, you know, all the earthly chains. But I will tell you, it, it, you know, that's not a common thing. And I feel like people put a lot of undue pressure on themselves to reach this, um, this heightened status of perfection. Mm. And, and it's just, it becomes another addiction sometimes to people. I call it, I actually call it spiritual snobbery. You know, it's Mm. like, oh, I cannot deal with thou because thou is an evil person or, you know, and it's just, you know, it's like you you got to remember everyone that comes into your life is showing you something about yourself mm-hmm. so stay mindful you know this mm-hmm. we, we you know enlightenment is really something that is is um uh, you know for for most people not truly achievable you know c- consistent enlightenment we can have these brilliant moments of connection and flow and and being in, in you know in that in that moment and um but we're still human. We still live here, you know, mm-hmm. on this planet in this time. Yeah. So, so don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect in your enlightenment. You know, mm-hmm. um, that just, that's just another way of self-abuse in my, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. So there's a lot of talk about manifesting these days, all on social media, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. Everybody is talking about manifesting, but I want to know what does manifesting mean to you and how do you manifest some of your goals? Oh boy. Lots to unpack there. (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Um, What does it mean to me? It means to be in that state of flow, the the willing to receive your, you know, what is good, what, what is right for you. 
And, um, and, and I said, good, but I also mean, you know, the, what we perceive is not so good, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, willing to accept and receive uh, what is what is yours to do? What is yours to feel? What is yours to experience? Mm-hmm. And so that's manifesting. You know, the law of attraction. It's it's so interesting. Um, you know, I often remind people it's um, it, it's always working whether you believe in it or not. You know, it's like gravity. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it just is. It exists, and we are always creating our future. We're always creating our lives, um, whether we are cognizant of it or not mm-hmm. and so when you start to study law of attraction and, and ways to manifest your dreams and goals and, and all of that um you know again th- you're going to hit those places it's a, you know it's the same as a spiritual awakening you're going to hit those places where you recognize um hopefully where you recognize where you are not believing that you deserve, not believing that you can, not believing that you are capable of of doing something. And that's the opportunity to move through that, resolve that, and then be able to go to the next thing and the next thing. So again, it's another one of those things that's a constant, um, it's constant progression. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, in the, in the 12 steps, they say uh, it's, it's um, progress, not perfection. Mm. And that's one of my favorite sayings. So, so, um, so again, the law is always working. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing in front of us, what we're seeing in our world is what we are consciously and unconsciously creating at any moment in time. And, you know, the memes, you know, it's funny because I, I you know, I always post memes about law of attraction and things like that. And a few years ago, I started getting pushback and I'm like, well, how can anybody push back on this? And they were saying, well, it's just another way to blame victims. And, and that is not the truth. That is not what, you know, understanding the law of attraction is about when you really understand it, you recognize it's about personal power. Mm-hmm. And it's it's empowering. It is not victim blaming or shaming. You caused this. It has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is you know because we we unconsciously create so much. So how can you how can you be blamed for that? You can't. You know. But once you're aware of it, you're able to shift it. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty. It's the awareness. All of this is just about awareness, self awareness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you said, you know, you have to take accountability for your parts in everything in life. You know, that, that's one thing. That's one aspect of that's a part of the human experience is accountability. And when you're able to hold yourself accountable for certain things that are going on in your life, then you're able to make that progress within your life also. So, you know, that's something for people to keep in mind. So go ahead. No, I was going to say that you're absolutely correct. It is about personal response. Once you're once you have the awareness, it is your responsibility to flip that. Mm -hmm. And we tend to want to put that on other people often. You know, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm with this kind of person or if I have this kind of job or if my family would just treat me like this, then I would fix it. But Mm -hmm. that's where that responsibility comes in. And so, yeah. And, you know, so many of us have have genuine have been victimized in our lives. It it is not, again, about blaming the victim. There are there are legitimate, real experiences that we have where we are victimized. Mm -hmm. And and so but sometimes getting into that, getting past that point is just acknowledging that you were a victim. That's all you have to do. You know, it's not about saying, well, why did I create that in my life? You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's there is there really is no answer to that. You know, Mm -hmm. you were five when it happened. You Mm -hmm. couldn't have created, you know, but you were victimized. So you have to just own that you were a victim. You Mm -hmm. know, for many, many years, I struggled with that. And, and, you know, to me, people that, you know, claimed victimhood a lot were were very frustrating to me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, can't you pick yourself up? Can't you fix this? Let me Mm -hmm. help you, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I realized was I was not owning my own victimhood Mm. in, in some of the situations that, you know, so that does exist. But again, to be clear, law of attraction is never about blaming uh, somebody for, you know, creating something horrendous in their lives. It's about understanding and mm-hmm. acceptance. 
Yes, absolutely. I love that because I talked to one of my friends um, a lot. Well, we've had discussions about victim blaming and victimhood and how there's a lot of that that goes on in this world. And like you said, as long as you acknowledge it and you know, you understand that it's not always you and there's not always something that you can do to change that, you know, it's just about sometimes moving forward within your life and take it, making that acknowledgement that, okay, this happened to me. I didn't have control over this situation. Situation, or maybe you did have control over that situation, but what it what is it that you learn from it, and then moving forward? Because, like I said before, it's all about progress. Yep. So, you know, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> you get it. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say are some steps to someone being able to manifest their careers, relationships, or even their goals? You hear, I hear a lot um, so many times on social media where there's different types of uh, manifesting tips that they'll say, oh, use the manifesting one-on-one to be able to help you manifest everything that you want, your desires and your dreams and this and that. And that's not always a reality. So what are some steps that you feel like are, are necessary when trying to um, manifest your relationships, goals, or careers? Is it writing it down? Is it just all about the law of attraction? How would you go about that? Yeah, great question. So so one of the things that, that I'm known for is, is cosmic common sense. I keep things simple, mm-hmm. you know, the simpler, the better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So literally you said it, writing things down, there is so much power in our words, but not, you know, there's just something disconnected about when you type something into your phone or your computer or whatever, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really about putting the energy behind what it is you want to manifest, right? Mm-hmm. Being very specific, is very important. You know, I've, I've known people that want to find a relationship and, they, and I was like, well, what was on your list of, you know, and, and they'll come to me because they're in a bad relationship. I said, well, what was on your list of, you know, when you created that dream guy and, you, you know, in your, in your manifestation? Oh, I just said I wanted somebody with a job and I wanted somebody, you know, like, and they would have these very basic things. And it's like, so yeah, you have somebody with a job, you have somebody, <laughs> but but you're lacking passion that you really want, or you're lacking mm-hmm. that intellectual connection that you really need, you know? And so be very specific. Yeah. Okay. Um, another, you know, uh, um, another way is like, I know it sounds really hokey these days because everybody's been talking about it for so many years, but vision boards are wonderful. If you're a very visual person, mm-hmm. create a vision board, put the things on it that you want to see, put yourself in those situations. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those are very helpful. Um, really anything that you take an action mm-hmm. behind is going to create that energy. Now, here's where all of that goes wrong and why people say, oh, stupid vision boards don't work, you know, writing, Mm -hmm. I wrote it down, it didn't work. You have to check in. You have to check in with yourself. Ask spirit, ask God, ask whatever you believe in to show you where you are resisting receiving those things. Mm. Because anytime you're you're trying to manifest with so here's a perfect example i'll give you a really great example of how not to do it mm-hmm. so a friend of mine she was incredibly creative um she wanted so badly to to be a, a songwriter she actually drove through town picked out the building she was going to work in you know wow. knew that knew that this was going to happen for her she was going to be you know a, a published songwriter and blah 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 right mm-hmm. and so she created this vision board and every day she would get up and she would stare at the vision board this is my dream this is what i want this is what i want this is what I want. And do you hear what I'm saying with that? This is mm-hmm. what I want. This mm-hmm. isn't what I have. This mm. isn't who I am. She was missing that connection piece. And of course, none of it happened, you know, mm-hmm. because she was coming at it from a place of lack. Mm. I want this because I don't have it. Mm. And universe is going, it only understands energies, energy voids, it will fill a void. So if you, you know, again, it's energy matches energy, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the key to the whole thing. If your vibration is one of, you know, I'm only going to be mediocre. Mm -hmm. That is, that's what you'll attract. Mediocre Mm -hmm. opportunities, mediocre people, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of terrible. Nobody's really mediocre, but, um, you know, people that don't inspire you, Mm -hmm. you're going to attract a matching vibration. Mm. 
And so if you are looking at something from a place of, I don't have this, I want this, mm-hmm. then universe is going, sure, we'll fill your want. We'll fill, we'll fill that, that want with more want. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going we're gonna to match that vibration. You want that because you don't have it. So we're going to keep that rolling for you. Makes sense. <laughs> right? That's the tricky part. And that's the frustration with, you know, with trying to explain, explain, because it, it ta- you know, I've been studying this stuff for like, you know, years now, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of decades. And so it, it's not something you can grasp overnight. You can mm-hmm. get the concept, but doing what it takes to flip that script inside of you mm-hmm. is, is the, the, you know, is something that takes work. Mm-hmm. So, so remember what it is you're or really connect with and understand what it is you're telling the universe. I'm using air finger quotes here. You know, what are you telling the universe? You know, mm-hmm. if you are saying, I know that I am the greatest singer in the whole wide world and everyone should hear me. But inside, you can't, you can't stand being judged. You can't stand being in front of people. You're terrified and think that you don't. You, that you're not very good. Like that little person in you is saying like, you're not really good. People don't want to hear you. You know, that's what you're attracting. Mm. It's not what comes from the mind. It's what comes from the soul. Mm. That's a good point you just made there. Okay. Now we're understanding more because a lot of people think that this comes from the mind. The law of Heck attraction no. is mine. <laughs> so, like you said, it's the soul. It is. So what is your soul vibrating? That's why they say, you know, one of the simplest means I I love this. I just posted it recently is um, dress for the job that you want. Right. Be the person that's in that role. Check in. Make sure you believe that you are that person, that you really feel that in your soul. And you're not sitting there going, yeah, I could fake it and get in there and I could do a really good job. But, you know, I don't think they'll believe me. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to know what's going on inside. It's the same with the spiritual awakening. It's it really all ties in together so beautifully because, you know, once we are aware of where we are telling ourselves no, we can shift that and begin to tell ourselves yes and receive mm-hmm. the yes. Mm-hmm. And I also think that part of manifesting is also putting action into course because there's a lot of people that do the vision board or they write it down or whatever tools that they use, but they don't take forth action. So for example, if someone wants a particular type of career, they'll write it down. And then you have some people who never go and apply themselves. They don't right. apply for the job. <laughs> and it's like, that's not reality. It's not going to just jump out of the sky. You have to go and put action forth. You got to so, be in it to win it. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, and, and again, it's a really good point too. You know, if you want a certain job, but you don't necessarily have the skills, well, here's something you can do in the meantime. There's mm-hmm. actually a book called In the Meantime out there, and I have not read it, I, but it just came to my mind. So somebody out there may may want to read this. And it's really about wait, while you're, quote, waiting for the right and perfect relationship to come into your into your life, the things that you can do. But, you know, it, it applies to law of attraction very much because it's, you know, it's like you, this is going to sound so goofy, but um, here's here's an example of how another, you know, it's kind of a silly visual of how this works, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to a fast food restaurant, for those of you who still go to fast food restaurants, um, you know, you you drive up to the little speaker thing and you place your order, correct? Mm -hmm. And then somewhere between where you place your order and where you drive around to pick it up, okay, there there is a knowing, there's a faith, there's an expectation that your food is going to be there. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it's not always 100% right, but, you know, it's, it's, you're not worried about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you pay and then you go and you pick it up, right? Now, that's how law of attraction works. You place your order. I know it sounds goofy, but you place your order and you have to be clear and you have to make sure they understand it. You have to be clear with the universe and make sure mm-hmm. it, it is going to understand what it is that you want. And then have faith that it will arrive when it is going to arrive. Now, you still have to drive your car around and pay and pick it up. You still have some action steps you have to take. But here's what most people do with law of attraction. They place their order and then they get out of their car. They go in, they make their own food, and then they get back in the car and they drive away. I love that. It's so true. (laughs) It is so true. You start messing with it and then it's like, okay, so you got what you want. 
kind of sort of but you had to you had to massage it and make it happen you know you had to you had to do all the work it's like you know it there's a it's a flow it's a flow mm-hmm. and we have to allow and we have to know where we are blocking that from these things from you know allowing them to come into our lives mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's not in the head it's in the soul Absolutely. So, I mean, I've also come across videos where they're saying, you know, you manifest uh, whatever your hopes, dreams and desires are and you'll get everything that you want within six months or a year or three months or whatever. And I know that's not reality. So is there a particular timeline that your uh, goals and dreams or careers or relationships will manifest itself? Or is it a certain time that the universe takes and feels like, okay, now you're ready for these goals to manifest or happen for you here. We'll grant you this. Is there, is there any type of timeline? If it's all in alignment, then there is no timeline. It it could be days, weeks, months, you know, some of the things that I have manifested in my life, it, it was like, I had to be ready for them. Some some things that I've been trying to manifest for years have never come true, have never happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm obviously not ready. I understand that. And I can now I've gotten to the point now where I can look square in the face and go, you know, I have a lot of fear around this. I, I own that. So it's it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really it really is dependent on how truly ready you are you can say that again going back to the mind versus the the soul the spirit the you know that 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 spiritual part of us um in your mind you i am so ready for a boyfriend i am so ready for love i am full of love and i'm ready to give it all up here you know and 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 really bring in somebody who's going to be you know my my everlasting right mm-hmm. um but you can you can keep telling yourself that but if inside you are terribly terribly scared to connect with another human being on a deep level on an intimate level and intimacy is far different than sex intimate level right Mm -hmm. then it's not going to happen there has to be an acceptance for me the one of the greatest moments of acceptance that i had was when i realized you know i i I believe in God. So, you know, I, I turn things over to God uh, sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when I hey, hit rock bottom. You can do. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I've had to hit rock bottom emotionally many times in my life before I did that. But there was a point in time where I truly, you know, for years I said, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to find a, a good person. You know, all I ever, all of that, you know, I had some really, really crappy relationships, pretty oh. devastating ones and um, scary ones too. And mm. so, you know, and I was, I was tired and I finally said to, to God, because that's who I talked to, mm. I, I said, you know what, God, I am ready to accept whatever, whoever you put in my life. I don't care if he's good looking. I don't care if he is boring. I don't care whatever you want to bring to me. I am willing to accept because I am trying to control this. And I've been trying to control this my whole life. And I'm tired. Mm. I turn it over. I give it up. I surrendered to win. And I kid you not, you want to talk about fast turnaround? Mm-hmm. It was it was not even a month later that I met my husband and we have and I now I was never wow. able to sustain a relationship for very long. And even mm-hmm. the longest one I had was pretty rough. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've now been married 20 years in December. Wow. Congratulations. And he was not ugly. He was not boring. He was not any of those things that I that I gave up, you know, looking. He was everything I could have ever dreamed for and actually i say that if i my dreams short would have shorted it if if i could have had what i was dreaming for it Mm. wouldn't have been as good as what i got Mm. and and so there's this process that also yes there's the action that you Mm -hmm. were talking about we have to take action meaning we have to move through our lives we have to drive around to the window knowing that universe hurt us Mm -hmm. you know and that it's already in the matrix. It's already, Mm -hmm. it's already brewing, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And and then, you know, when when we're ready to arrive at that window, you know, there's times where there's a lot of cars in front of us and we have to wait. We have to be patient. We don't like it, but we have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And and so when you know, when it's our turn, it will happen. Yes. And that could be days, weeks, months or years in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the faith is required and and the the willingness to accept. And one of the things. Oh, here's a great tip. Um, one of the things that I always sign off my manifestations with, you know, I do uh, new moon, full moon, you know, rituals and things. Um, and one of the things I always end with is all this or something better. Mm. Yes. Because I have found that I will short myself every time. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so add Tack that on to your manifestations and see what happens. Yes. For all you listeners out there, you guys got some tips there. You better take heed on that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So what would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions you feel people have when it comes to manifesting? Um, That, you know, we kind of touched on that already. It's just that positive thinking will get you positive results. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is a mindset that needs, you know, it all needs to be in alignment, you Mm -hmm. know, but, but really where, again, when most people get tripped up is they can believe it, they can feel it in their hearts. Oh, the desire. Yes, I want this. You know, this is really mine to have. But what is, what is that subconscious telling you? Mm-hmm. what's going on in there is that inner child going, I don't really want that. I'm scared to death. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not ready. You know, mm-hmm. or is that inner child going, yeah, this is exciting. I'm looking forward to this. Like, this is what, you know, this is what's going to happen for us. But most of the time our inner selves are like in direct conflict with what we think we are. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe that's not a fair statement. A lot of time, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would, so this is a, this is, I know this is kind of a a little bit of an interesting question, but I feel like people really need to know some of the pitfalls that can come with manifesting certain situations and things within their lives. Now, do you feel like manifesting certain things can come at a price? For example, let's say, um, you're a single gal. There's a single girl out there that sees a man who may be in a relationship with another woman. And she may feel like that person is everything that she would want in a person. However, they're already in a relationship. So they're thinking that if they manifest this, that they'll ultimately break up with their girlfriend and get with them. Do you think that that is a situation that can have a lot of pushback? If Wow. Yeah. Great question. Okay. So I, I, I think I I can answer this. Um, Yeah. So first of all, no judgment here. Okay. We all do what we need to do. And there's so many of us in survival mode, especially these days, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, so sometimes we just do what we need to do. So there's a couple of things to discuss about that. Number one, um, you know, it's a little tricky to, to explain, but number one, um, we can never, make anybody else do anything through manifesting. Mm-hmm. We can never take control over another human being's thoughts, you know, movements, actions, whatever, um, through manifestation. It, mm-hmm. I, I, no, we, we can't. Even, even in, you know, spell work and things like that, you always, you know, do no harm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, cannot, you cannot mess with another person's free will and sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people believe you can, um, but but now this is where it gets a little tricky because sometimes we can feel like we've done that, mm-hmm. and it's simply that. And the way I look at it, and I'm, I may be wrong, you know. Um, so I'm I'm always open to learning more. But um, it may be that perhaps that person is in your life, and this lesson was going to happen for you anyways. Mm. This experience was already going to happen because you needed to understand something more about yourself. Again, everything that happens in this world is for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. So so if you look at it that way, that, you know, that may be that other individual's path, that may be your path in the moment. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have to go through something like that and have it, you know, go awry or 
turn around and go the other way. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it is a thing where, you know, just the, the timing of it is off or whatever. But um, so so again, I'm, I'm kind of answering it in two forms. You can't make someone else behave or do a certain thing. I mean, certainly you can seduce and you can go, but, you know, they're still participating in it. Exactly. Right. They're willingly participating in it. Mm-hmm. So um, but the the other thing is, you know, it it. It, it, it may just be that this is a situation that was going to come, whether it was through this person or another person. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a very valuable lesson that you were going to learn through that. Yes, absolutely. Because there's a, like you said, there's people out there that do love spells and it's kind of like, you know, you're robbing that person or you're kidnapping them essentially Mm -hmm. by doing love spells on them because it was never supposed to happen. They're not into you. And if the person doesn't feel that same attraction, then you can't make somebody want you or love you or want to be with you. Correct. And, and, you know, and, and so here's the thing though, you know, There there are spells and spell work that you can do to make yourself more attractive, to Mm -hmm. make yourself, you know, to love yourself more so that you are more appealing Mm -hmm. to maybe that person or maybe Mm -hmm. something else, somebody Mm -hmm. else, you know. So it always comes back to that. What's going on in you? You know, what's going on in you that you would want to disrupt another person's free will Mm -hmm. that's control yeah absolutely and 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 so be careful with that you know Mm -hmm. i do believe in karma too and Mm -hmm. you know like i said no judgment around that situation that you talked about you know i is i really do not judge my clients in any way shape or form i do not um and i have plenty you know that have been in those situations so um but you know it is always about what is it that that is going on with you that you feel this is the only person or this is the only way to get love or what is it that you are trying to achieve um and even more important where what kind of love are you trying to get from this because everything we do is either a cry for love or of love Mm -hmm. and we mistake them often yes absolutely Yeah, definitely. So manifesting essentially is pretty much about asking yourself, is doing this, is manifesting this for my highest good? There you go. Looking within myself. Absolutely. And, you know, and and quite honestly, I mean, uh, you know, again, not to kind of be some wishy-washy on this, but, you know, there is no black and white in this. And, you know, it may be for your highest and best to engage in a situation like that, you Mm -hmm. know, that that person may come along and you have this affair and everything is, you know, and then and, and then either it goes awry or it turns out to be that is your, you know, that is your one and only, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so either way, there's going to be a divine lesson in everything and everything that we do. There's mm-hmm. some there. There's a divine message, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and um, it's just a matter of paying attention, you know, but when we are focusing our energy, you know, on anyone in an attempt to fix ourselves that's generally not going to go real well. Mm-hmm. Starts with us. Absolutely. And, you know, and another thing I wanted to mention too, there are ways um, astrologically to um, look at, you know, things in your chart um, to help you find, I know I'm kind of skipping back to a conversation earlier about career and things like that. Um, there are ways to look into your astrological chart and find out um, what it is, you know, really mind down into what, um, what it is that is right. uh, Or the, the, uh, your path, I guess, is to to use a kind of overused term. Um, And, you know, astrology is really powerful for getting into your psyche, your true desires, the things that you are really trying to manifest. And, you know, a good example of that is it's a very simple one, but um, I'll just simplify it is, um, you know, if you ask a lot of people what they want to manifest, you know, a lot of them will say, well, you know, I want to manifest money, right? Mm -hmm. I want more money. Everybody wants more money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
so you can you can write in your manifestations, you know, in your in, in your journals, whatever you do, you know, put on your vision board, wads and wads of cash, right? I want money, I want money, right? Mm-hmm. But the more powerful way is to understand what money means to you. Mm. What does it represent? For me, it means the freedom to travel. Mm. So now, instead of manifesting, I want more money, I manifest travel opportunities. Mm. And sometimes they require money and sometimes they don't. Little bit unfortunate that I have a husband who travels for work and I could tag along sometimes on his trips. So, nice. you know, so <laughs> in, in that way, I manifested the ability to travel with and without my own money. Yes. Yes. See, I didn't limit it. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I realized that by really looking at my chart and looking at my Venus in Sagittarius, which is like, what does Venus and Sag want? Oh, to roam the world, the mm-hmm. adventurer. That's mm-hmm. what I really want. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's 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 um that's a really good tip that you have there. So it's also being specific, but not, you know, boxing yourself in there too much where you don't have room for the freedom of what the universe has in store for you also. Absolutely. You got this. You are good at this. <laughs> you are you. really good at this. <laughs> it took a while to get it, but I, I, I'm it on does. Track, right track. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, okay. As a psychic medium, I know what, what protection, what protection measures do you use to protect your energy in your spaces and what other, what other protection measures do you feel that other empaths can use to protect themselves in their spaces? Okay, so again, right, what am I about? Cosmic common sense. Let's keep it simple, people. You know, we don't have to dance by the moonlight to find our protection, you know, yes. naked in the moonlight. We can <laughs> literally do things like I have salt lamps everywhere. I have them around me all the time. Mm-hmm. They're cleansing, they're clearing and grounding at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they will tend to, it has been said that salt lamps, you know, will keep spirit from, invading Mm -hmm. if you want to put it that way right um but salt lamps epsom salt baths for empaths you should take an epsom salt bath every day i actually i shouldn't be giving that advice because i don't know if that's healthy for you but if it is healthy for you literally wash the energy off your uh, out of your energy field Mm. um those kind of things, you know, smudging. If you've been, you know, if if you've been around a, a big group of people, um, smudging is a simple, simple, simple technique to clear your energy. It just immediately lifts you. Palo Santo is another thing that I've been using a lot lately, and yes. it's very mood elevating. I did I for years. I had these little sticks of things, and believe it or not, for as long as I've been doing, it, I've been in, around this stuff for forty years or more, almost fifty now, I guess. Wow. But um, but like I never really knew what to do with Palo Santo. And one day I was like, I, I guess you just light the stick. And so I lit <laughs> it and it was like, my mood just shift. I was like, I love this. It was yeah. like, I was just so peaceful. So that's a really great thing to use as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and crystals, but this is the thing about crystals. So there's always a thing about the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, crystals you have to be careful with. If you are a high vibration person, if you're a highly sensitive person, you will buy crystals that say these are for grounding, but they might have an element of spirit connection or something that is going to take you into la la land even farther. So you want to watch out for things like, you know, something as simple as a quartz crystal. Quartz will magnify and intensify anything that it comes in contact with. So. So be aware of that. If you have, you know, if you have a lot of quartz around thinking, oh, I have crystals and they're helping me, they're probably not. Mm. So really do your research. And, you know, for, for highly sensitives, you really need stuff that is going to keep your feet on the ground mm-hmm. because you're out of body so much. Mm-hmm. And another technique that um that i give to i teach a, a a little class on like psychic vampires and how to you know how to protect yourself from from them um people like that and uh and situations like that one of the things a fr- really good friend of mine her name is uh, becky Astorita. she's a wonderful um spirit-led just beautiful spiritual woman she uh 
she taught me this thing and I share it with people all the time. If you're standing there talking to somebody and you start to feel your energy drained or you feel them getting into your energy, you have to be aware, right? Mm-hmm. You can just simply put your hand over your heart or, or, or over your, like your solar plexus. And it almost looks like you're just listening with empathy. But what you're doing is you're actually protecting your heart chakra. Ah. And so these simple little physical things that you can do mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, keep your keep your chakras from, you know, going, you know, sometimes sometimes empaths they're you know, their energy goes out and surrounds other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So the idea is keep your energy in your body, in your space, keep your feet grounded, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a a lot of little tips and things that you can do as highly sensitive people to, um, to keep your energy around your body and, and to, um, you know, keep uh, the tentacles, you know, from getting in. If you've mm-hmm. ever watched, there's an old movie, and I use this in, in, in all my energy classes that I teach. I show people this this uh, visual. There was a movie called The Celestine Prophecy that was out many, many years ago. It was a great book, terrible movie. Mm. But in the movie, there were these brilliant scenes where th- there's one in particular where this woman is sitting on a park bench and this man comes over and he's trying to hit on her. And it shows their energy and mm-hmm. it shows his energy, like these tentacles trying to get into her energy and she's shifting her body and trying to put her energy around her to block it, but mm-hmm. he's getting in and she's getting irritated. And it's just, the visual is so real to what happens when we interact with people, um, it, you know, in, a, in, kind of in that particular case, it was more of a negative situation, but it's, if you if you can see it and you can understand it, you can change it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some really good tips. I also, um, while I'm sleeping at night, I have a plate of salt underneath my bed that helps me to clear out maybe any negative thoughts or energies that I may be harboring, you know, in when I'm sleeping and it helps to clear all of that out too. So for those who want some other tips, that is a really good way to clear out maybe some negative thoughts that you may have. You may suffer from anxiety and that's a good way to clear them out. Also hurts um, music, meditation music. I like to listen to that too at night. So with the salt and the meditation music, I've found that that really helps to clear off anything that I may be, you know, having on me or whatnot. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We can't keep salt under the bed. We have a cat. Oh, <laughs> understandable. <laughs> so He'll eat anything. <laughs> He'll eat anything. Yeah. So salt lives work. Um, but yeah, that's, that's great. You know, that's wonderful. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and again, with, with, uh, you know, with, with crystals and things and meditation, oh, meditation, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Also be careful because there's such a plethora of meditations, free meditations on YouTube and things like that, which is wonderful. But make sure that you are, um, you know, check in as you listen to them, right? Because I've had clients do this. They say, well, I listen to these great meditations go, um, check in and see how you feel after you've listened to one because there are you know a lot of people out there that are putting out meditations and that's a beautiful thing but some of them are again doing these meditative sounds and things that are taking you off into the ethers which is not as a highly sensitive person where you need to be you Mm. need to be more in your body so make sure that you feel grounded or that you feel um, connected to yourself after you've listened to these meditations. Otherwise, find another one if, if that's not the case. So agreed. Yes. So I know you're also an astrologer and I know that Nostradamus predicted that on Thanksgiving that there would be a major earthquake that's supposed to happen. That's supposed to happen that day. Um, I know that he's also predicted so many other events that have happened within our world. Do you, as an astrologer, see a major quake happening on Thanksgiving? Wow. Well, I, you know, to be honest with you, I have not been looking at that period of time necessarily astrologically, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't be surprised. And I'll tell you why. Um, We do have um, 
coming up in in December, uh, a um, what's called a a square between the planet Saturn, which is uh, you know basically about order and structure and uh, all of that, and um, and the planet Uranus, which is it's that's always kind of a wake up call, um, and and so and it's in Taurus, which of course rules you know the, the ground the earth um so you know uranus and taurus is a very interesting mix of the highest vibration and the earthly vibration so as above so below right Mm -hmm. um so i have not been looking at that period of time i I was not aware of that i I tend to read nostradamus stuff and go oh yeah that happened that happened okay and then i move on and i don't think Mm -hmm. about it much anymore because we don't really know when exactly these things are going to happen and a lot of you know from what i recall a lot of his predictions have happened at different times and in very different ways than we thought because it's they were very um they were very coded so we don't always know exactly um what's going to happen but i will tell you we do have a that very powerful square between saturn and uranus coming up in mid-december and what happens when the outer planets connect um things will build things will happen generally before mm-hmm. um before they happen mm-hmm. in other words you know if you have a a, a pluto transit that's going to be perfected you know at a certain time it could be five years before or, or several months or a year before where you see the events that are going to happen around it Mm-hmm. And then on the day of will just be that turning point where it's like, okay, now we have to accept this or make a change here or whatever, whatever it is. So that usually the, the day that it happens with it, with the outer planet transits, you already know what's happened. Mm-hmm. So, so I, again, I'm not sure how that ties in astro- astrologically, but I wouldn't put anything past Uranus um, because it is explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have already had two other squares this year, and just in case somebody's listening to this down the road, this is 2021 we're talking about, and in February 2021 and June of 2021, this square happened. Mm-hmm. So, so it will perfect again, meaning it will be exact on December 14th. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, December 24th, uh, which is an interesting day. So yes. events could precede that mm-hmm. um, as, you know, as far back as, as Thanksgiving. Um, I do feel that there is something that is going to shift in a major way before the end of this year. Mm. For, for sure there is something um and you know we've kind of i i've i've looked at this i i, I um i've been talking to a lot of astrologers i do other podcasts where it's just you know astrologers talking about you know what's coming up and we've been looking at this for a while and um you know because um there it this it could it, it could be a lot of things i hate to be vague but it's just you know these days it's 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 so weird it's so weird kyra mm-hmm. i was looking at 2020 back in 2018 and mm-hmm. 2019 with clients okay mm-hmm. and i kept telling people we need you know especially people that were going into healing work healing arts and things i said mm-hmm. you know we really need to get our act together and be ready for what's coming in 2020 because people are going to need us and i remember people looking at me going like need us for what and like <laughs> i don't know what's going to happen i can't mm-hmm. put my finger on it but people are going to need light workers to step into their power and to hold the space for the light during that year and we just need to be ready mm-hmm. and bingo bango look what happened yeah Yeah. so so this is that same sort of feeling that a lot of us are getting right now it's like you know and nobody saw that coming that was just that was really well except supposedly sylvia brown in her book which was right impressive yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was pretty impressive yeah um and and you know it was very interesting um i did see you know i used to do a panel at the end of every year in december on december 12th every year Mm -hmm. panel of healing light workers, astrologers, um, you know, readers of all kinds. And we would give our predictions for the next year. And um, in 2019, I did feel that there was going to be um, a, 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 an illness that was mm-hmm. going to be predominant, that was going to have an impact on what I thought then would be the presidency. Mm-hmm. And of course it did, you know? Yeah. Um, and so 
so, you know, we get inklings of these things, but we can't really, you know, this, this superseded anything that any of us could have fathomed in our brains. You know, we mm-hmm. can, because in astrology, what we're always doing is forecasting. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's condition one, here's this cloud over here, and here's condition two, here's this cloud over here. Now, in the past, when they've gotten together, it's been a superstorm. Mm-hmm. But events can take different turns. One cloud could go a little farther north and the other cloud could go a little farther south, or they may fizzle out before they get to that point. So so we're always looking at, you know, with the planetary cycles, what the conditions um, can possibly bring. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just not within the realm of our little pea brains here on Earth to understand exactly what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there will be some heavy activity going into these next couple of months, I would say. Okay. And, uh, and that is not out of the realm of possibility with Uranus because it shakes things up literally, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. um, and so if Taurus, you know, being an earth sign that it's in, it could literally shake up the earth. But fortunately that didn't happen in February and June. Typically what happens is when we have multiple times where something perfects like that, mm-hmm. meaning it's exact, um, it's usually we get the, the, um, we see it a couple of times. We see like, okay, so this is going to have to do with this. And then the next time it happens, okay, so there's a little more to do with this. And then the third time it happens, it's like, okay, this is the final time we're going to have to look at this. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. yeah. I'll be on the lookout for it. I mean, I really hope there is no major quake that's going to happen on Thanksgiving or any time this year. We've had so much going on within the past two years. It's, I mean, it's just been a whirlwind. You know, I know it's for our highest good and I know it's to wake us up. And I believe a lot of people have been woken up a lot with this whole pandemic, but we still have a lot of unlearning to do here on this earth as human beings. And I believe that we will, you know, start to change, but I mean, it will never go back to normal. You know, it's going to be a new normal, if anything. Yeah. And, you know, and, and as light workers, and I know many of the people that listen to your show, that's, you know, they, they hold the highest and best in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I will tell you something about 2022. Um, It's a six year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a six year is about responsibility and healing and accepting. And so, you know, going into a year like that, um, it, it there's a lot of opportunity for people to step into again taking responsibility for their place, you mm-hmm. know, for what their role is in this life. It's, I'll tell you, that's one of the greatest things that happened in these last couple of years is when 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 this when COVID first hit. I, you know, I, I left my office. I'm still paying for my office, but I haven't been in it since March 13, 2020. Wow. Um, so I know. I keep thinking I'm going to go back. And I'm like, nah, but I don't want to give it up because it's such a nice office. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, you know, I, I was, I, so I started working from home and I was, I was really um, afraid that people were going to just be calling me and asking me when this is going to end. And I didn't mm-hmm. have an answer. Mm-hmm. And that was not at all what happened. Kyrie, it was beautiful. People were calling and going, I realized that I have been in this soul sucking job for too long mm-hmm. and I want to change. Yeah. What is, you know, what is my, what, what is my talent? What is my skill? What should I be doing? Where should I be looking for, you know, my, my calling? And yes. I was blown away. I could not have loved these last two years of, of readings more. Yes, I love it, that. It has been so, and, and that's my wheelhouse. You know, mm-hmm. that's my wheelhouse. You asked me what your what your kind of purpose is. I mean, not that not that we can define it that pinpoint, but I mean, astrologically, I'm looking at your your everything about you, and so we look at so many things like what is going to make you happy, what kind of work environment will you be happiest in, you know. Where, what are your leadership skills or, you know, all of these things combined, you know, so it's, it has been a blast for me to read for people these last few years, you know, these last couple of years, um, because I've I've gotten to help people find themselves and find Mm -hmm. fulfillment and purpose. And Mm -hmm. that's, I'm not saying that to sound like an ad. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's like, it surprised me, um, 
the how much of that it, it got me very excited to see people being willing to make the changes that they needed to make to mm-hmm. feel more fulfilled in their lives because that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And that is such a great point that you made, because, I mean, there's so many LLCs that have been created. There's so many people, like you said, that are realizing this job that I was working is not fulfilling me. And I want to live out my life's dream of, you know, being a designer, being, you know, a creator or whatever it might be that they've desired for so long and actually putting forth that effort. But they ultimately needed that time to just sit and stop for a minute to think and get it all together to be able to put it into action. And I think that that is wonderful. And I love the fact that there are so many people out there that are really putting their best foot forward and achieving their goals and their dreams and their aspirations. And that's what life is all about. Not just living day to day and just working a job just because it pays good, but working a job that you love. And it's not always going to be a lot of money that you're going to make out of that job that you love, that you love sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have to find a, a secondary job to kind of help you with income, but at least you're able to do what it is that you really want to do. And that is, that is, you know, that is what it's all about, you know? Absolutely. You know, I remember a long time ago hearing, I think it was uh, Johnny Carson's sidekick, Ed McMahon was credited with saying this. (laughs) It's like, never, never chase money. Always go for success. The money will follow. Yes. And I've lived by that for years. I have always strived to be the best that I can be in what I do. And really, you know, in the last 14 years since I went full time into this, I've I've never looked back, you know. Um, And so, you you know, when when you're doing what you are called to do, um, you're provided for in every way. Mm hmm. And that sounds all mystical and magical and wonderful. But, you know, again, I'm all about common sense and I'm living proof that that happens. And I've seen it time and time and time again. Yes, ma'am. So is there anything that you have in the works that you would like us all to know? And how can others reach out to you and connect with you for either readings or on your social media handles? Absolutely. Okay, so my website is pretty stout. <laughs> it's got <laughs> just about everything you could want on it. Um, Love it's, that. It's every, I mean, I house everything on it. So I, I do have free weekly horoscopes that you can sign up for. Um, mm-hmm. I send, send those out every week, um, keep you updated on what's going on astrologically, and I do it sign by sign. So um, there's that. I don't have any classes or anything coming up yet. Um, got a bunch of things in the works, um, working on an Oracle deck and some Ooh. some some merchandise that I'm going to start. I've never sold anything before. So I'm, I'm working <laughs> on some of those things and nice. putting together some uh, some longer term classes. But I've got nothing going on at the moment. Again, this is 2021. So if you're listening in 2022, hopefully there's all kinds of classes you can sign up for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, uh, on um, and so uh, so on the website in uh, there is a, a tab that says work with me and services mm-hmm. is is where you go. Um, my calendar is there. Description of all the different services that I offer is there. The prices and you can book right online. It is super super simple. So. Um, so just go to that website for anything you want to know. The horoscopes are there every week. If you don't want to have them come to your inbox um, and any media that I'm doing, this will be up, you know, this, this lovely podcast will be on, um, on there when it's out. Yes. And so, um, so yeah, that's really the best place to connect with me on Facebook. It's Astro Girl Susie. Um, it's S-U-Z-I-E. And um you can connect with me there as well. It's a pretty active, uh, pretty active page. I try and keep it active. And my Instagram is a uh, long handle. I changed it a while ago. I don't know why I did it because it drives me crazy now, but I'm not changing it back yet. It's Astro Girl 12, which is mm-hmm. my, my website is astrogirl12.com. So it's astrogirl12.musiccitymedium. Yeah. And that's on Instagram. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much, Susie, for joining me today. It has been wonderful to have you on and talking all about the power of manifesting. This has been absolutely a joy. I really enjoyed this conversation and and it's just lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And I just love that you get it. So keep the good word out there. Hold the light, my friend. Yes, I will. 
You Thank got you. This. <laughs> and for Thank everybody, you. absolutely. And for everybody else, if you want to connect with me, you can do so at I am Kyra Mahoney. Or if you like to donate to the Vibe Selection podcast, or if you want any input on potential content coming up, if you like to tell me what you would like to hear on the show, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash Vibe Selection. Sign up for one of those tiers and you'll be able to you know, possibly produce some content for the next upcoming show. And if you like any free merch, if you like to get any merchandise, you can get that at www.teespring.com slash vibe selection. Once again, I am your host, Kyra. Stay safe, stay healthy out there. I'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for joining Vibe Selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.